Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You alright? Yeah, I'm alright, you alright? Yeah, I'm alright. Not too bad, not too bad. September 1983. Back through the time tunnel, 40 years ago, it was September 1983. Because that's what we do on this podcast. You know, I listened back to one the other day, and I thought, we haven't actually explained... What, what for new listeners? Yeah, I mean, there aren't going to be any new listeners, but imagine if there was... Bit, give it a bit of context. Yeah, just put it in context. All right, I'll do it. Um, we're uh, we're half pissed already. We're going to get a lot more pissed. You're going to probably f- try and thumb in some fucking chat about nonsense that might make the edit. I can't hear the phrase "thumb in" without soft on. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember? They've all just switched off. Why did we call Dennis soft on? Because he never ever. He went with that, did he? He was. He used to get really offended when we used to call him Soft On. Because his name was Thompson. Was that it? It was just... And it's it nearly Tom- an anagram, a Soft On. <laughs> it's one of them nearly anagrams, like Bob Geldof and Gobbledoff. And Chesney Hawks and Cheesy Wanks. <laughs> he would not entertain Soft On, would he? Who wants Who wants that as a, as a nickname, though? Hard On? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, soft on. No, I don't know. I think if the police are looking for someone that's done something very, very horrible, they're looking hard on. Yeah, they're looking for hard on. They're looking for hard on. And like, I don't think soft on's got anything to worry about. Yeah, but soft on will never put semi. Semi's the middle ground, isn't it? Semi- Half mast. <laughs> if you go clubbing, you want your mates to go. Oh, wait, hard on. Like, you know, in front yeah. of the ladies, but you don't want someone to go a soft on over there. Yeah. Because it, it, it don't promise a lot to a lady, does it? No. Or a guy. Depends what you're into. But like, you know. The so- older cram a soft on in a bummer, wouldn't it? And it would have fanny. They haven't got a natural lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's just bin that off and move on. Where are we on? Where are we at? <laughs> September 1983. 
So I was going to briefly explain for any new listeners. Yes. Um, oh, should we do all our sponsors first? Oh, fucking hell. How many we got this month? Uh, one, haven't we? No, t- two. The the midi guys. No, no, they've been us off. What? You talking about him sitting in a porter cabin wanking off? Like, well, well, one month they've had one month. Yeah, and they've gone. They just emailed you saying like, "Thanks, but yeah, we 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 only we are only in for a month." Yeah. Who who emailed Dave? Uh, the one that. When he went and got the coffee, it, it was the one that went and got the coffee, not the one that was standing in the port cabin having a wank. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. So, yeah, we're back to having one sponsor. So, if you want to be a sponsor, like, get involved. I mean, but, you know, you know the nature of this podcast. You know that, you know, we F and Jeff a little bit and it can get a bit blue. But, um, so, this month's uh, podcast is the MSC, uh, the Murder Sex Cult, um, abbreviated to the MSC, which is a, a, a gang of um, of lovely people and dangerous loners uh, that become patrons of uh, my other podcast, and through listening to that, they've come and checked out this podcast and like this podcast, so want to support it, which is lovely. And, uh, and yeah, I'm off to meet them uh, in... I think it's the, the, the first first weekend or second weekend in October. Send it. us a text when you go in and give us free rings when you get back. I will. I will. Anyone ever do free rings anymore? No, I don't think you do. You, you send a little text or WhatsApp, didn't you? The, Lan- the Lancashire Rock Pots uh, had a song called Give Us Free Rings So I Know You're Not Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Good well, look, before we get back, we finally get around to telling you what this podcast is about, um, just a massive thanks to the, the, the MSC. Um, Have you got one loner that you're going to dig out this month? Uh, we covered Kirsten's fanny in the last episode. That was a bit rough, wasn't it? Not her fanny, but like <laughs> the way it that was, we... though, wasn't it? <laughs> that I got a little message from her after she listened to that. Just going, cheers. Thanks ever so much for absolutely ruining my family on a podcast. Uh, well, look, um, we can talk about. Let me pick a. Let me pick one, someone from the uh, from the MSC. Uh, so you, you've got. Um, let's talk about Jess. So Jess, um, Jess, I think she's a bit middle class, and uh, she's got quite. Um, she's got colourful hair, um, a little bit shaved up the sides. Coloured air, whiffy rat. Ah, is that how it rolls? Yeah. Right. Because she's actually with one of the other Patreons as well, one of the other MSC. And what's his name? Uh, uh, Kev. Kev? Whiffy rat? He don't mind, though, does he? No, no, no. Hashtag whiffy rat. Yeah. I don't know. Kev's one of them blokes. He goes out of a pub. He'll have a couple of drinks, and he just starts, like, just saying things to people to wind them up. Ends up getting dragged outside. Someone's fucking smashed him in the Uter. So he's got no sense of smell now. So it don't matter how whiffy a rat is. She's found a perfect man for that. Yeah. These people are meant to be. Yeah. Oh, wafty rat. He smashed snoz. <laughs> Everyone's a, a winner. Match made in heaven. The MSC, proud sponsors of Acceptable in the 80s. Films? Yeah. Have you said what the podcast's about? No, you can do that. I don't know if there's any point now. Everyone who's fucking... No, they've turned They've all turned off, haven't they? This is my most popular podcast. Mm. Fucking hell. Fuck your life. (laughs) (laughs) 
if, if a lot of people listen to this, and like, and uh, do you know what? All this is you... the only thing I'll do now. <laughs> I don't actually do anything else. <laughs> I want to thank everybody that messaged last month about uh, some Pat Chat. Because, obviously, we fucking lost that shit at the end of last month's episode, talking about Pat. There'll be more Pat chat on tonight's episode. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was. It, we've had some lovely feedback from you. So, uh, I do, we do appreciate all the, uh, the little messages and that. And, uh, and the fact that there's now Top Cunts uh, cards being floated about on the internet as well is even, even better. Um, oh, I'm loving all them fucking cards with the, so with the people's cocks. George Benson. Bruce Grobbelaw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wonderful. Um, so, Acceptable in the 80s is a podcast where uh, me and my best mate, cunt here, um, who have been pals, best pals for how many years now? It was 40 years, three years ago, wasn't it? Right. That, so... but I think we started three years ago this month, did we? 1980? Did we start in September? It's the third anniversary of the podcast. Uh, who'd have thought it? Um, and we've been mates 40 years, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, that right. month and that in, in September 1980. And so we decided to do a podcast and every month would be an anniversary of that month 40 years ago where we'd look back at films, music and, and, and other things. It was meant to be a kind of nice sort of... You know, light-hearted, slightly boozy, Open nostalgia podcast, it wasn't it? Just you egging me on to describe people's cocks. <laughs> <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> Strap on. <laughs> um, we normally start with uh, films. I've, I've realised that after two and a half years. Um, they, they, it was, it, I believe, it was music at the start, but then we changed it round. But I, I always thought it was films for some reason. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, what have you got for films? Um, there was only one on Movie Web. Uh, Brainstorm. Have you heard of that? No. Right. Uh, I think this was the film that. Natalie Wood was filming with Christopher Walken when she went missing off the boat and died. That was nothing to do with Christopher Walken, was it? Christopher Walken was on the boat. Christopher Walken, what was his name of fucking art to art? Robert Wagner. Yeah. He was with her though, wasn't he? Yeah, it was his miss. So Natalie Wood was his missus. Murga. Who was in Taggart? No, hang on. What, what was it you said at the beginning of Art to Art? When they got together, it was Moida. <laughs> that was it. This oh. is my dog, Free Week. <laughs> I don't know why I went. Moida! Moida! That's been a murder. <laughs> yeah. And, they, they, I mean, uh, how do I put this so we don't get sued? No, I ain't quite bad. No one listens. Yeah. No one. No one listens. Uh, there, there's always been like mysterious uh, mystery around it, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, apparently she had like bruises on her arms and that, and abrasions. She was tiny, like, Hollywood. Someone to give her a dig or or something. Something happened. Something happened on that boat. There was only them two. The the two actors, Natalie Wood, and the boat captain. 
And meanwhile, they were filming Brainstorm and they had to finish it off with her sister uh, doing the last few scenes. Shut up. No, seriously. I thought you was going to say shut the front door. I fucking hate it when people say that. <laughs> I, I literally curbed her. Fuck off. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. It's all right. So, uh, yeah, so they were filming this film, Brainstorm. Uh, scientists, I went to Wikipedia to see what it was about because I've never actually seen it. Scientists invent a brain computer interface enabling sensations to be recorded from a person's brain and converted to tape for others to experience. It could actually happen, couldn't it? So, basically, uh, we're sitting opposite each other. We've both got laptops, and we can't see each other's screens, right? Yeah. But, for instance, you look at Maria Whitaker's boobies, right? Oh. And you download yourself getting a stiffy, and then tape it, and then yeah, and you I, can, I you listen, can to listen to it, and you'd have a stiffy. Wow. But then if you looked at Maria Whitaker, you'd probably have a stiffy too. Who married Maria Whitaker? I found this out the other day. Can you just have a quick Google? You on the you on the internet on your computer? Roger Whitaker. Ah, thanks yeah. for clearing that up. <laughs> no problem. Bet he whistled up a fanny a few times. <laughs> I would have. Uh, she's passed away, hasn't she, Maria Whitaker? Is she? Oh, hang on, I might have got that wrong. No, no uh, 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 Suzanne Mizzy passed away. Uh, let's just see what happened to Maria Whitaker. English former glamour model. She was bloody lovely. Uh, was it a foot? Uh, no, it weren't a footballer. Was it a probably? They, pop they, star? they love having it off, don't they? Uh, married to Michael West, better known as record producer Rebel MC. That's it, Rebel MC. Yeah. Uh, and Congo Natty. Fucking hell! I thought he died. No, that was. Uh, it might have been one of the other street tough lot. What, the one of Double Trouble? One of Double Trouble, they, yeah. They're going out now Single Trouble. <laughs> uh, bloody hell. Core, the rebel's here. Yeah. Rebel's up to his nuts and guts. Fucking hell. Street muff. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They played the brush, the Rebel MC. Really? Yeah. Why, why are you cut that? I don't know why. I don't know. I guess they did. Why are you calling him they? Well, it was MC. Was double it? Tr- do- did Double Trouble and the Rebel MC yeah. play the brush? Yeah. Right. I thought Rebel MC had become a they. Have you only got one film? No. Nah. What else you got? I, I, well, I got a bit more on Brainstorm, but there was one. Mm. There was one paragraph that particularly caught my eye. Go on. One team. These chairs are really creaky tonight, and every time you reach for a prong giant, what's it? <laughs> uh, one team member, Gordy, has sexual intercourse whilst wearing the recorder and shares the tape with colleagues, including Hal. Hal splices one section of the tape into continuous orgasm, which results in sensory overload, leading to his forced retirement. He had to retire? Because he just couldn't stop spaffing. Did you read that fucking story? It was on, like... Like, low down the front page of the BBC news website uh, the other week. Sorry to fucking go away from the 80s. But it was about a doctor who got done for um, uh, wanking in one of his patient's coffees. Did you read that? What doctor makes their patient a coffee? This The, the one who wanted to have a wank in it. So uh, she... She thought it tasted funny, and so she kept a bit of it and had it analysed, and it had his jizz in. 
And his defence was, you obviously haven't seen this, no. his, his defence was that he's got this condition where every time he goes to the toilet, he ejaculates a little bit. And um, and he must have just forgot to wash his hands. And it found its way into a coffee. Yeah. Feasible. Mm. I did read an article uh, a couple of weekends ago about Hugh Hefner uh, and one of the Playboy bunnies um, said that he took so much Viagra he went blind. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Like King Dong. Like King. I was all the blood about... went. All the blood went to his cock, and he didn't have any sight left in his eyes. Right. So I was talking about. Uh, I, I've done a podcast this morning. I was talking, and basically, I read this thing about this this bloke who uh, in Brazil has got the biggest cock in the world, but he can't work because he can't find uniforms that fit him. Mm. Right. And uh, but his actual cock was seven inches, but he put weights on it from his teenage years, and it's like eighteen and a half inches. But his actual Cock is still seven inches, but all the stuff around it that's built that hasn't actually got nerves and such in, like, it's fucking weird. But um, it made me talk so about... So is it long but really thin? No, it's a massive... Fu- it looks like a fucking baseball bat, but <laughs> the actual stem is still seven inches. Everything else is just, like, uh, molecules and... Oh, I can't remember what they would describe so it what it, it can't um, get a boner. Only seven inches of it goes stiff, and yeah. the rest of it's flaccid. Yeah, it's fucking bleak. But King Dong weren't like that. He's, but he's, was he real? This is where I'm going with it. Yeah, his cock was 27 inches, and whenever he got an hard on, he just passed out because all the blood went to it. But like, if you're saying like with Hugh Hefner, if you get too many hard ons eventually, and your cock's that big, you just go blind. So that's what happened to King Dong, wasn't it? Like you know, like a rabbit that has myxomatosis. He just got this massive hard on. And he couldn't see where he was, and he just wandered out into the street and just ended up getting run over. Right. King Dong. I don't think he was a real person. Of course he was. There's a film called King Dong, but it's a play on King Kong. <clears throat> I don't think... I, I honestly think... Who was it starring? Uh, King Dong. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, all right. Okay. What else you got for, for films? Anything? Uh, educating Rita. Yeah. I remember, like, when that come out, and I remember, like, because oh, I used to quite like you. I, I quite fancied Julie Waters mm. when she was young. and uh, But then I probably would have been, how old were we at this point? Like 11. So you're starting big school? Yeah, I, start, I started big school this month 40 years ago. How was that? Um, I don't know, really, like... I wanted to go to school where all my mates were going, as you, like everyone does. But my mum had this idea that I was going to go to a special school. Well, you were brighter than all of us idiots, I was, you? I was very, very gifted. I don't like to keep talking about it. Don't I was, let, let, wrap that up. Well, we might as well just what carry on. you seen? It was very, very gifted. So, so I went to a, uh, I went to a, a school uh, in Upminster uh, for gifted children. One Hogwarts, you cunt. It was just fucking... <laughs> 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 but, but, uh, have you... You passed you... 11 plus, that's it, man. Do you know some of the... Uh... No, but it wasn't like an 11 plus school. It, All right, it... who's the alumni of that school? I'm going to tell you, the... it's alumni. Right, what is it? Alumni. What did I say? Alumni. Oh, right, okay. That's not even a thing. See, right. if I would have gone to your school, I would never have said that. Uh... So, famous alumni. Right. Right? Chris from Hardcore Listing. 
Is that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Jack Warner, who played Dixon the Doc Green. Really? Evening all. Uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, my wife's tits popped out, and I've done some shoplifting. Richard Maidley. Really? Yep. Uh, I'm gay, but you'll never see me anywhere near a cock, so I want a career. Ryland Clark. Right. Uh, Did Ryland go at Coopers? Sued. Bernard Breslau. Breslau. Fuck off. Yeah. Warner, Breslau, Maidley, Clark, Chris Markle listing, cunt. (laughs) And a couple of fucking people from Love Island and what have you. Mate, I can't believe Breslau went to your school. Yeah. Have you made that up? No. Don't need to. Fucking hell. No one went to my school. I bet they did. So no one's put it up on Wikipedia. Have a quick look. Lee Antonio. Love rat. That's, yeah, that's Lee. Yeah. Uh... Lee wasn't a love rat, was he? He definitely weren't a fanny rat. No. He, he... Or a gash hound. <laughs> I don't think he made love back then. I think he, he liked a fanny then. He did like a fanny. But who didn't? No, I know. But When it was all right, I like him. Yeah, but we, di- we didn't get any opportunities. No. They were presented to him regular. On a plate. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he satisfied them? Yeah. Completely? Yep. I'm just picturing Lee plugging away at my bummo and I feel satisfied. <laughs> I don't know why I pictured myself filming that. <laughs> over your, I was picturing over it pre phone. I was picturing it pre phone, so you must have like a nineteen eighties video camera. <laughs> Little Andy don't have one of them fuck off ones. <laughs> Oh, dear. Um, who Dares Wins come out? Did it? Yeah. I thought we talked about Who Dares Wins like a couple of years ago. Well, was it know. off movie phone? It was, yeah. So uh, t- tell me about Who Dares Wins. Was that about the, the, the siege? Yeah, the sass. Remember Pete Antonio's T-shirt? Don't me- like Lee's don't, brother's T-shirt. Don't mess with the SAS. That was a fucking serious T-shirt, that one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was just a black T-shirt with that in really little letters, wasn't it, right across the yeah. chest. And, and, it, and the logo as well, the, mm. the, the knife. And he, I remember him wearing that when we played Hollywood, didn't he? And yeah. he just had that on and a balaclava. He had that urban camo, like the black and grey camo that was latter, latter made famous by E17. Them trousers <laughs> yeah. before anyone else was wearing them. Uh, and a fucking black balaclava, wasn't it? That's a, that's a statement. Fucking hell. I remember going up uh, when I worked at Lakeside Shopping Centre... Um, and uh, someone saying they'd been up to the... Because, you know, like, the security guards were all, like, just fucking wannabe old Bill. Mm. Uh, someone from my shop had been up to the Lakeside security guards' office, and they had a flag on the wall, like the British flag, with the SAS logo in the middle. Lakeside security? Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, isn't it? Silly bastards. Excellent, though, isn't it? To yeah. know that you had that level of protection. Yeah, it is. It's reassuring. Yeah. Elite protection. It is. It's great. They accompanied the old Bill when they frog marched me out of Lakeside when I got nicked. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking hell. Do you want to talk about when you got nicked? Not really. I mean, we can. Well, it's up to you. 
Well, it wasn't that exciting. I just let my mates come in and nick a load of fucking tapes. Where were, were you, where were you working? W8 Smiths. And like, Did you have a position of responsibility I was there? a manager in a music section. Did you abuse that by removing the tags from the tapes? Yeah, and then my mate come in and nicked them all. It's a foolproof plan, surely? It is a foolproof plan, especially when the fellow that nicked all the tapes is a copper. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he weren't at the time. But, uh, but yeah... I, think I, I was going to go to prison for that. It was fucking mental. You weren't going to prison. I fucking was. They fret, They said, the, uh, 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 because they'd done me for theft from employee and breach of contract, first person to ever get nicked in Lakeside. You were the first person to get nicked in Lakeside. When they in, were going to make an example out of you, weren't they? I think so. Stocks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but can you remember like when... Um, like they they filmed like Bollocksy's band and that for that program Lakesiders. Nah. And I think like yeah they made this TV show called Lakesiders about people that worked in Lakeside and they filmed like uh, Bollocksy's band and I remember just thinking and I was on the coach to one of their gigs when they, they were filming it and they and, and someone was like you go and speak to Roy like he was the first person to get arrested in Lakeside. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I don't really want to go and tell you and talk about that thank you very much. I mean I did. Like, <laughs> But yeah, fucking hell. Um, are the SAS the hardest people on the planet? No. Who's harder than the SAS? People in pub car parks. <laughs> Good answer. No, they're the best trained people on the yeah. planet. But if it come to having an office, with... street smarts, have they? No. <laughs> I reckon if if it come to it, they find themselves in a pub car park with Roughly. Roach, Pat Roach. Right. Yeah. Chaz Hodges. Yeah. Jeff Capes. Yeah. And um, Peter Whiff. Bass player from the Inspiral Carpets. <laughs> <laughs> He's late 80s, but if he wraps that round your head, <laughs> yeah. I don't care whether you've got a balaclava on or not, you ain't going to see that coming. Nah, that's the thing. Like, I, I do think that the, 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 the SAS have got their place. You know, If you want to abseil into an embassy, yeah. fucking great. They're your guys. But like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want Big Daddy going down a fucking <laughs> down a rope and through a window, do you? He ain't going to fit, is he? Nah. He'll just get stuck in the window. And the thing is, as well, imagine like fucking Roach in that sort of situation. Right, what we're going to do, Pat? We're going to abseil down now. Uh, we're going to stay at the top of the embassy for about forty-six hours until we know. Like, Pat ain't doing that. A scrapyard's got to be open on the weekend. Yeah. He's just booting the front door in and he's going in, and he exactly. He's I got... don't even think he's tooled up. Uh, he's got a wrench and he wants to wrap it around someone's head. And that ain't going to wait 46 hours, is it? 46 seconds. There's Roach in the middle of the embassy yeah. in his fucking leotard. <laughs> Who's having it? Exactly. <laughs> ain't got time to fucking muck about. Doreen's got a fucking fry up on. Got to get back. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Fried eggs are time sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to dip the eggs. He don't want nothing going too hard. No. Right. Um, oh, well, so I've got another thing for films. I've got um, uh, Escape from the Bronx. And I just remember there was like, in the early 80s, like, the Bronx was the scariest place ever, wasn't it? Yeah. I just remember thinking like, Bronx Warriors, Escape from the Bronx. Like, all of the films that just had gangs in, in the video shop, had the word Bronx in it. Although there was also like, those fart cushions that had, had the phrase gives a real Bronx cheer <laughs> <laughs> which lightened it up a little bit <laughs> but did yeah you have, did you ever have a whoopee cushion yeah like 
Because we spoke about the joke shopping Greys. No, I don't. Oh, I don't know actually. Because like, if we ever went to Greys and we was feeling particularly brave, we'd cross the railway tracks yeah. into like Ducky Boy territory, wouldn't we? And it was like, and it was rough. The, that side of it. I mean, it was rough it was, in fucking Greys. It but was like, basically the Greys Bronx when it, it crossed was the, the Bronx railway of Greys, lines. Yeah. yeah. But there was a joke shop over there. Yeah. And it weren't just a joke shop. It was a joke shop that sold, like, survival knives. You could buy, like, Rambo knives in yeah. there, couldn't you? And, uh, and like, um, uh, like snap-its and fucking bangers and stuff like yeah. that. It was fucking brilliant. Like, was that pre-Bubble Tronic? I don't know if, like, where the, where the Nazis were at that point, but, like... <laughs> they move around, don't they? But, like, I'd always think, like, did the joke shop in Grey's... A fancy dress because I don't know. I just felt that like anytime you go in it, I always feel it smell a bit stale. Them shops, don't they? That's all the jizz. Is that what it is? Yeah. If you got one bloke behind the counter just wanking at like a little grainy picture of someone getting changed in the cubicle, they will end up smelling the jizz. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah, that makes sense. The Bronx. The Bronx. <laughs> 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 right, okay. Um, right, we're going to have a quick game of Trading Places uh, while we're on films. So, uh, Trading Places, simple game. Uh, I'll give you a couple of um, celebrities that uh, are much missed and loved. Uh, and what Cunt can do is he can trade them. He can bring them back. But what he has to do, he has to trade a current celebrity. Uh, I'm going to kick off uh, with Brian Kent. Brian Kent. Lovable Brian from Play Away. So many amazing TV shows growing up. I think he, he put a stint in at play school as well. Definitely deceased. Definitely deceased. I checked today. P-L-A-Y. Play your way, way, your way, way. Much missed as well, Brian Kent. He, he, he was one of the ones that definitely weren't an aunt. He was up there with Fred Harris, just a good bloke. Yeah. Derek Griffiths, just good eggs. Never any whispers. Never. Um, do you know, I, I think... Brian Kent, um, 
Let's go for someone that rhymes oh. Ant from Ant and Deck. Ooh. Fair enough. Fair enough. What's he done to upset you? Uh, drunk drove, cheated on his missus, makes out he's a good bloke. Get in the bin, mate. Yeah. We're bringing Brian back. Get in the grave. Ant's <clears throat> coming back. Cant and Deck. There you go. Oh, yeah. yes. We'll have some of that. Cant and Deck. That'd be better. Yeah. Actually, can, can we fucking send Deck as well? And well, I'll tie it. Derek Griffiths. Oh, he's still alive, isn't he? He's still Yeah. Let, let, let's just... Cant and Derek. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, next one. Um, he was addicted to love. Robert Palmer. Uh, smoking. Alcohol. He was always running around. Gambling. Yeah. Love. Four of the main addictions. Um, Robert Palmer. Yeah, much missed. Uh, time with the power station. Yeah. A couple of members of Duran Duran. Correct. Uh, I'd, I'd like to have Robert Palmer back. Just uh, no, like Not for the cod reggae kind of singles, but, you know, he, he had some fine fine mm. pop moments, didn't he? Uh, who could we do without? Noel Gallagher. <laughs> like, never need to hear another fucking song from Noel Gallagher because you know exactly what you're going to get. Robert yep. Palmer... You don't know what you're going to get. No, you don't. All right, fair enough. Gone. Uh, Palmer's back. Uh, and lastly, uh, uh, he was once a sexy thing. Uh, he's now deceased. Uh, Errol Brown. Sadly missed Errol Brown. Oh. I think he potted the brown. <laughs> um, I think he did, but I think he remained in the closet. No, I don't mean like a, a fella's brown, but oh. like Mrs. Brown. Like Miss, that's who I'd give up for him. The fella from Mrs. Brown's Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I did see the all other day, day long. I did see that on Facebook the other day where someone just put what cunts commissioned another series <laughs> of Mrs. Brown's. Boys. Who watches it? Oh, I've no but idea. Who actually watches it? I mean, no one that listens to this podcast. Errol Brown's Boys. Now that's a different fucking story. Is that his bollocks or is that his kids? <laughs> <laughs> Both. Imagine that. The just kids like, that come out his bollocks. No, I think that's it'd where be they better originated. just like just a kind of a retrospective look back at Errol's boys, like Errol Brand's <laughs> boys, and all it is is a little fucking GoPro at the base of his stem, and each episode is just his bollocks smashing in to the fucking back doors of some like page three birds like Aris. Do you reckon That'd he be... was do you reckon he was smashing the page three birds Aris? Errol Bran. Yeah. I mean, he was a sexy thing. Yeah, he was. He made they? love, but like, I, I do believe he made love to Mrs. Brand. But I reckon she didn't properly satisfy him, though, did she? It was. <laughs> he was quite promiscuous. Yeah. No, I think he just had needs. Yeah. And he liked to drink, and that and made think, him promiscuous. I guess so, but like, perhaps she could have just upped her game a little bit more. Yeah. Like you know, this this ain't like. It ain't, was, a, it ain't a greengrocer from Romford Market. This is Errol Brown Errol of hot Brown. chocolate. And also, he was quite progressive. And Mrs. Brown, she never really tended to her beaver. And it was quite overgrown. And Errol liked to shave rat. He was quite ahead of his time Yeah, in, in those ways. Yeah. Or, or bumhole. Absolutely. Depending on what way <laughs> Absolutely. he went. Uh, we'll try and bring back upstairs, downstairs at some point. Um, but yeah, um, so are you bringing are you are you bringing back Errol Brown? No, I'm bringing Errol Brown back. I'm, yeah, sorry, are I'm you... bringing back Brown. Yeah, and getting rid of Mrs. Brown. Right from Mrs. Right. Brown's boys. God, I'm pissed. 
We're only on films. Fuck me. You started too early. I think we did. I've had four beers. <laughs> I'm only on three. Get us another one. Uh, music? No, I thought we hadn't finished films yet. Have you got any more films? I ain't, no. Uh, I tried to think of uh, of some sort of game called Educating Roy, but I couldn't work out a game. <laughs> Educating Roy. <laughs> Lewis Collins, he, he had it off a lot from Who, Dare, Who Dares Wins. If you're playing a bloke in the SAS and when you're not, you won after the professionals. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was never at home on his own about 11 o'clock considering calling Night Owl's massage, was he? <laughs> <laughs> Thumbing through the back of the Farrett Gazette looking... <laughs> Walking down the petrol station to pick up a copy of loot just to see what's in the back pages. Ah, <laughs> uh, not Lewis. <laughs> not Lewis. Um, uh, did Did you see the film on? I, I went. I did end up on movie phone because of the lack of films on movie web this month. You ain't got to admit it now. We all know you say it every month. Manimal, the movie was that. Was it? Yeah. Do you remember Manimal? The I remember Manimal, the TV program. Uh, the film of that. I remember being in the playground at my junior school. Like, just looking at your hand, trying to make your skin move like it was going to turn into something. How'd you get on with that? Not so good. Weren't through lack of trying, though. I used to put my hand inside my sleeve and my parka and then sort of, like, slowly eke my hand out, like yeah. a, that, that scene in American Wolf in London where his hand sort of stretches out. Yeah. So do you think... What what was the premise of Manimal? He was a man that could turn into animals, wasn't he? Yeah. What would you turn into? Probably a monkey, because you can just wank in front of people and they think it's charming. (laughs) (laughs) You can throw shit at them and they just feel a bit alarmed. (laughs) Great answer. Yeah. Uh, What about you? uh, I don't think I can top that. Yeah. I'll just be the monkey sitting behind you egging you on. Do that wank thing again, mate. Go on, do that wank thing. Uh, yeah, the only other films I've found on here, um, Revenge of the Ninja, like the Bronx, there was loads of ninja films. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously always the appropriate ones, one of them called Sweet Sixteen. Did you see Hadley's Rebellion? Um, no. Uh, it was on movie phone in September 1983. It's called Hadley's Rebellion. I went and had, went and had a little Oh, yeah, look. I have. I've seen it. Yeah, I can see it now, yeah. Did, did you go and have a look what it was about? No. Right, I went on Wikipedia. Um, after he transfers to a new school in Birmingham, Hadley is victimised and ostracised by his two cool classmates, Le Bon Rhodes and the Taylor Triplets. They all tell him he's just a bricky in eyeshadow. To prove his worth, our hero takes up wrestling, and before long he's the school champ, thanks to the input of Coach Ball. Coach Ball isn't an alcoholic, but his assistant, Coach Armand, likes a couple of pints. Together, they introduce Hadley to their mate, the Sex Dwarf, and him and Hadley tag team. They perfect this move where Hadley gets an hard on, the Sex Dwarf headbutts it and pings him across the ring, knocking the Duran gang over like Skittles. How much of that's... Uh, you, you, it's you loosely have... based around the original. <laughs> <laughs> Music? <laughs> yeah, why not? Oh, dear. Um, right, let's get my charts up. I've got to say... <clears throat> I've done, I've done the top 20. Right. And uh, that's pretty much all I've got this 
month because I went down a rabbit hole. But we'll do music. Uh-huh. I, I haven't got much more after that. Right. So it might be a really short podcast unless you've got loads Is more. Is your rabbit hole about music? No. Well, kind of. It's someone that ended up doing music. Uh, right, so uh, at number one, I've got Karma Chameleon. Uh, and this is the uh, 18th to the 24th, week of the 18th and 24th of September. I've got the week before that. Karma. I put in the 15th and it went automatically to the week before. They've updated the charts website, haven't they? they? So have. it's much harder to. The information's bigger, but it's harder to like screenshot and put into your, like, your Word document. Mm. Like, if charts company, if you're listening. Stop being cunts and docking ourselves and just fucking go back to your old design. Yeah, you cunts. You cunts. Uh, so I've got Karma Chameleon at number one uh, by Culture Club. Number two, I've got Rev Reb One by UB40. At number three, I've got Tonight I Celebrate My Love by Pedro Bryson and Roberta Flack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Pedro Bryson, I've got Paul Young at uh, number four uh, with Come Back and Stay. Um, hmm. well, we spoke about Come Back and Stay. I don't think we have. I think that's Paul Young's best one. I agree. Is it better than Toast? <laughs> toast is good, isn't it? I don't, I don't think I've ever heard Toast apart from you going, Toast. Really? Yeah, never heard Toast. No. I don't think I have. Was that by his previous band? Hmm. What were they called? Uh, the Street Band. Oh, uh, hang on. Uh, street Band. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something off Sesame Street. It's straight, straight off of Sesame Street. I cannot believe you've never heard that. No, I've never heard it. Yeah, yeah, Paul Young. I mean, Paul Young was in there, man. He was in the Q-Tips, wasn't he? So, how, how old was Paul Young then in 1983? Like, oh, in 83, I reckon, what, like around the time of Come Back and like Stay? now, September 83, the month we're doing. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, I reckon he was... I don't guess him, mate. Just look on Wikipedia. 28? Paul Young. How old do Paul Young is? He's 67. But everyone from the 80s is in their 60s now. So what, he's 60, what, so what year was he born? Uh, 56. 56. So, yeah, what would he have been, like, 27 when this came out? I said 28. That wasn't bad, was it? Mm, yeah, it weren't right, but it was close. Mm. Yeah, probably close to what you were thinking. It's quite good, though. Quite good. I, I was thinking I, I either had to go low, higher or lower than you, and I'd, I'd probably have gone lower. That's 25. No, I'd have just said 27, because then anything lower, another one. Come Back and Stay was one of them ones where didn't you have two birds at the microphone kind of doing the... Like that sexy leg dance that Birds used to do in the What's 80s. What's that backing vocal? Because he does, why don't you come back? Please oh, hurry. Is that the girls that sing that back? bit? Yeah, isn't it? And then he comes in with a come back and stay yeah. for good. It's all right, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in Paul Young's oeuvre, it's all right, isn't it? It ain't a slow, is it? It's got, no. it's got a little bit of fire about it, isn't it? Whereas all these other stuff was just like fucking semi on a fucking yeah. wedding dance floor, wasn't it? 
Little chubby in your chinos. <laughs> That's a good name for a band. Uh, I've got a number six, Dolce Vita by Ryan Paris. Do you like that? Um, nah. Uh, I, I went and watched the video of that um, a while ago. Have, have you seen it? No. It's just fucking dog shit. Like, it's, it's a weird kind of European thing, isn't it? Mm. Um, but it was, it was a big hit, wasn't it? I remember, like, because this this chart now, this is now one and hits eighty three, which are my first two albums. Oh, really? Yeah. And Dolce Vita's not on the now one, but it's on my hits compilation, which was two records, not not a gatefold, but two yeah. two albums that you got for the price of one. Beep 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 beep. beep. <laughs> Don't pull that face. Uh, but I remember quite liking it uh, then. It, it hasn't really held up. But number five, I've got um, Mama. I just killed a man. <laughs> um, now I can hear you murmur. What's your favourite mama song? Uh, mama Mia. Ah, yeah. What, more than, look, mama, I love you. <laughs> but you got to let me live my life. Look, mama, look, mama, look, mama. Look, mama, look. <laughs> Did we meet Howard Jones's mum? She was doing his merch that night. She was, wasn't she? That night. When, when would that have been? Like, 92? Can you remember that night? Yeah, of course, yeah. I got dumped, didn't I? Yeah, you... you. <laughs> I was all boiling into my pint all the way down there. She yeah. bought me a ring, and I remember undoing the window and launching the ring out the window on the way <laughs> to the festival in Basel. And I remember, yeah, fuck off. And as soon as I threw it, I thought, oh, I want to do that. I wish I'd kept that ring as a memory. <laughs> But How, Howard Jones was playing at the Royal Festival Hall in Basildon, wasn't he? Yeah. I yeah. don't think it was the Royal Festival Hall, but you know, I like to think it was called the Royal yeah. Festival Hall yeah. in Basildon. And uh, we we rocked up early, didn't we? You, you'd been fucking dumped, but yeah. we still took our picture discs and our singles to get signed by Howard Jones, didn't we, prior to the gig? Way more important. And then uh, we, we turned up there early, didn't we, in the hope of meeting him, and then... Mrs. Jones turned up, didn't she, mm. with all the merch and that. Just this old old girl looked like Harold Bishop in a wig. <laughs> uh, with Mrs. All, Jones, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> with, with all Howard's merch, didn't she? And then uh, Howard turned up like a while later, didn't he, and like signed all our stuff and invited us in to uh, watch the sound check where he played, because you, you, you'd told him, I was all weepy, and he played this little album track that I really liked. It was a bit of an art breaker, and he played it for me in the sound check. Yeah. yeah Lovely you were, Howard. My memory of you is just you with, like, your red eyes and, like, swollen face from all that crying, but still wearing my Mac Lads twat shirt. We're just <laughs> Were you wearing that, I'm that watched, Yeah. My photo of Howard Jones, I'm wearing a fucking white shirt with the words twat in big letters on the front. <laughs> Why did we not have it off with many women? <laughs> I don't know. Because most people like Antonio were at Pizzazz, fucking fingering birds to Baby D. Me and you was hanging around with washed up Howard Jones in 1992, <laughs> talking to his mum in a fucking twat t-shirt. It's all starting to come back to me why we never had it off. Well, that was obviously a, probably Howard's low point, wasn't it? That would have been everyone, pre-nostalgia. Yeah, and, everyone from the 80s, their currency was very low, wasn't it, in mm. the 90s? Like, well, I went to see fucking mid-year at the Army and Navy in Chelmsford. Like, the bloke who wrote Band-Aid, like, built, <laughs> built in out Vienna to fucking 25 people. <laughs> 
Oh, it's bleak, isn't it? Oh, it was pretty bleak. But they're all getting their, they, you know, they've, they've, they've been reassessed, haven't they, and celebrated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you like Mama by Genesis? Uh, <laughs> what? Mm. <laughs> mm. I, I, I'm not that bothered about it. Yeah. Do, you, do you like Genesis? Yeah. But generally, you like Genesis. Yeah, yeah I've said it. Like, uh, the Invisible Touch album I bought when it came out in 86, and I fucking loved it. They've gone more pop than prog then, though, haven't they? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not into fucking loot solos and fiddly-diddly-diddly, but uh, I like the old wardrobe song with Gabriel singing. I think mm. that's a fucking belter. And the album, and then there were three, the first one with Collins singing. There's loads of songs on that I really fucking love. Uh, follow You, Follow Me, re- you know that one, right? Yeah. Like, I love that. I think it's really fucking yeah, it's good. Yeah, right, it? There's a track on there called Snowband I really like. What's your favourite Genesis song? If you were pushed to say one that was your favourite out of all of them. If men burst in with machine guns. Oh. Probably Wardrobe or... I really like Tonight, Tonight, Tonight. I really like the little bit where it goes, got mm. some money in my pocket. Yeah, it's good, ready to burn. It? So yeah. is that off Invisible Touch? Yeah. I did have Invisible Touch on cassette. Yeah. I've got such a fucking terrible memory. I had, I had um, on my iPhone, Abacab was the first song alphabetically. Yeah. So whenever I'd plug my iPhone into my car, Abacab would start playing. Yeah. But um, I think if I was pushed to choose one, it would have to be Land of Confusion. You like that one, didn't Just you? Just really fucking like it. Oh, there's one called Many Too Many that I really like by them as well. Oh, I don't know. It that. was a single. Uh, oh, was it? And it sounds it sounds proper Collins, mm. but it is it is uh, Genesis. He's in a pickle now, Collins, and they Lee sent us a text with a picture of him saying it was our fault, didn't he? We hadn't slagged off Collins, like well, apart from like, did we? Yeah, oh. I, I think the phrase "When did he stop being a bloke and become a cunt?" Oh, sorry. I think we've done that about half a dozen times over oh, the three years. I'm always pissed. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, it's like it's easy to fucking. Eightfield Collins and Genesis, isn't it? Mm. But they've got some good songs. Easy Lover. Your favourite song, song ever. ever? Yeah. Right, if you're going to knock Wax, Bridge to the Art, off the top spot... Nah. Uh, that that was second at the time, I think. Yeah. And then what was it after that? Running in the Family, Level <laughs> And uh, I don't know who else was in that mix then. Stepping Out, Joe Jackson. Yeah, Stepping Out was definitely in my... In yeah. my Top songs. You loved Level 42, didn't you? You made me buy their album as my first ever album. <laughs> and I did like it. I did like it. <laughs> oh, <fuck you. laughs> right. Um, at number 10, What Am I Gonna Do by Rod Stewart. Oh, do you know what? I've not done much research this month, but I did go and look at the video of that. Can you remember the video? It's like, it's How's on a the song go. What am I gonna do? Oh, I like that one. I'm so in love with you. That's quite it's, good. It? It's got some good bits in it. Yeah, it's yeah. got some good bits in it. I think I might have started a bit higher then. Yeah. But um, you, you, you <laughs> I left nowhere to go. Nowhere did I? I go. <laughs> it's like part like partridge doing a. Why do birds? That was an ambitious start. <laughs> But the video's on a boat, you know, like Duran Rio. Yeah, it's 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 on a boat, and it's him and all his all, all his goons from the band on a boat, just playing the song. Him kind of climbing up the fucking 
your netting and uh, the, rigging. the climbing up the rigging. Uh, Rob would never never have to frig in the rigging, would he? This was where I wanted to go with it, and I was just thinking. So Rod's on a boat, yeah, right, and uh, there's the cabin a, boy. He's the cabin boy. Yeah, no, he's he's got to empty it out somewhere. Rod can't go a day without having it off. Right, obviously people know that. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah. Like, I think there's got to be somewhere in, like, the British Museum or something where that's verified. Yeah. Like, that if something goes wrong and he ends up in court... There, there is a certificate actually stating that in the British Museum, but uh, <laughs> but we stole it from Scotland, so it's probably going to have to be returned there at some point. <laughs> when he thinks, what am I going to do, and he's on a boat with a full erection... Yeah. Right? What am I going to do? I'm going to do the cabin boy. He oh just, right! He, he just don't pick, care what it is. No, the youngest, freshest arsehole. If there's no, there's no leggy oh, blondes he's an on the, man. There's no, no, not normally. Right. Normally he's strictly snatch. Yeah. But there's no leggy blondes around. There's a young cabin boy, just turned sixteen. Yeah. Rod's not a nonce. No, of course he's not. But if there was no one else, he might be. But, there ain't. But, there ain't. No. But the cabin boy's turned sixteen. Yep. Fair game. Wallop. Yeah. Handful of spit. Rod. <laughs> and the cabin boy's name was Stuart. Yeah. Yeah. He literally did Rod, Rod Stewart. Stewart. Uh, that was at number 10. At number 11, Chance by Big Country. Uh, tenuous link. Uh, if you had to look at the early 80s, uh, biggest cunts. <laughs> uh, would you have? <laughs> Let's go three biggest cunts of the early 80s. Three biggest cunts of the early 80s. Thatcher, yeah, but I mean it's a bit of a no-brainer. Is that cheating? Uh, well, he's, he's completely justified. Um, I, I mean it's it's too easy to go. Thatcher, Tebbit, Van Dye. <laughs> <laughs> I I listened back to one the other day. <laughs> And I honestly think the funniest thing you've said on this podcast is, uh, hang on, I've got to get this right because I'm pissed, uh, was famously uh, the biggest cunt in any duo, <laughs> apart from Dollars. <laughs> it fucking really made me laugh. I'd forgot you'd said it and I was just listening back and it popped up. It really fucking made me laugh. Oh fucking hell! Um, what else you got? Uh, uh, <clears throat> have you listened to Tahiti by David Essex? Yeah, it's wank, isn't it? Oh, it's so bad! It's so bad. Why is he sniffing around? Where's Tahiti? Is that Hawaii way? I don't know. I thought it was like the paste you put in hummus. Might be. Like, why is he? Why is he messing around in other countries trying to fucking? Get he, his end away. He don't right. need to go abroad to no, get his leg over, does no. he? He just he just fancies a bit of something different. No, I know, but like he's got tired of the fanny in the east end, which you would eventually, wouldn't you? Yeah, it all smells. Got, it smells of woodbines. No, I know, but he's a fucking. He's a traveller, isn't he? He's got his little fucking his little caravan. Like he's got his scarf around his neck. Yep, and he just he's just wants to go to some foreign climbs and get his leg over. Give him a break. Sorry. It's just yeah, it's just going somewhere else to have it off. Um, 
Like when Lee went on holiday. No, you when I mean, you it, went on holiday, you said you went... Where did you say you went Malta to have it off? No, I didn't go to Malta to have it off. <laughs> I just went to Malta to have an holiday and I happened to have it off there. <laughs> I'm still uncomfortable with that. And you like... ate me having it off, didn't you? <laughs> Firstly, you ate me having it off and then you ate me having it off abroad, like Essex. <laughs> I don't want you having holiday sex. Bothers me. <laughs> I can't remember that. I can't believe you went on holiday, because we never have foreign holidays. Loads of our mates all went on, like, lads holidays, and we never done any of that. And then you went abroad I went on with lads, a lady. I went on loads of lads holidays and that abroad, but I just didn't invite you. You didn't. You went to that one when you was about... You were always just like... You went to that one when you was 13 and had to go and watch Sticky Vicky, and from what I gather, you went home and cried. You didn't know what was happening. <laughs> that lady's willy looks funny. <laughs> <laughs> Putting things in it, putting them out again. Turtle dove come out the end of her willy. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! What else you got to talk about music wise? Well, you've done the top ten, haven't you? Yeah. What's Soul Inside by Soft Cell? One of the other ones that you can't sing. Oh, that I want to see Soft Cell, didn't I? When? Um, uh, Audley End. Who with? Because we was all going to go, weren't we? Yeah. I and then it was go. it was on a Friday, and I think he was at the club. Yeah. Was it a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Three weeks ago? Uh, soft Cell. Uh, was it OMD? OMD. Oh. Evan 17. Yeah. But, um, no, it's really fucking good. Well, really OMD, good. brilliant. Yeah, I, I mean, OMD just fucking, they, they just smash it. Like, that first time I saw, was that the first, second time I saw OMD, they blew our heart off the stage. They're just really fucking good. It just got so many fucking hits. How was uh, Soft Cell? Um, you oh, were asleep around a lot But you know what? That's, that's, oh, don't tell me that weren't anything other than perfect. No, that's just, it's just fucking, yeah. It, it's just, it, it's the best one, isn't it? Oh, it's so good. But they, they, they got a few decent ones, Soft Cell, and they had a few new ones that sounded all right. And now I'm all alone in. That's it. Like, <laughs> seedy, isn't it? All of their songs are seedy apart from Salo Wave Goodbye. That's what they, that's how Almond operated. But oh, but that's a lovely song, that is. Oh, hang on, why is he doing that? <laughs> and like, Sex Dwarf. And it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> no, Salo Wave Goodbye is diff, just different fucking level, brilliant. isn't it? Fucking brilliant. Torch. They come on a torch. Mm hmm. Did they do, um... What? What, what can I say? That's fucking brilliant. What? Uh, we, we uh, they, they, they did Tainted Love, going into Where Did Our Love Go? Baby, baby, which was really baby. good. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever seen the performance of uh, of him and Somerville uh, doing uh, I Feel Love forward slash uh, Johnny... Uh, Remember Me. Remember Me. No. It's quite weird. Like, uh... I watched it the other day because I had one of the communards on the music pod. So I was just watching some stuff. And uh, and I ended up going down a bit of a Bronsky beat rabbit hole. That's uh, a dangerous rabbit hole to go down. Do you know how fucking good why? Yeah. It's really fucking good. And uh, 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 and then, obviously, their, their, their duet uh, of, of I Feel Love, which is really fucking good. Uh, but when you see them both kind of performing it, like... Mark Orman looks like he's kind of starting to embrace like yuppie culture in a suit, and it don't suit him. Yeah. And uh, whereas like uh, Somerville, he's just you know, bomber jacket, jeans, turn up stocks. Like, yeah. 
uh, and, and wears it well. But uh, it's a very awkward performance because they're like they're miming and there's no microphones. It's a very fucking strange yeah. performance. Good song. Though. So what was that on? Top of the pops. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you got that you want to talk about on music, mate? Uh, not a lot really. Like uh, I had old rag blues or old rag blues by Status Quo. I don't know that one. No, I didn't know. I went and had a little listen. Because old rag blues sounds like Rossi's bird's on the blob and he's proper pissed off because he was hoping to get his leg over. Yeah, but he's ended up fucking having a couple too many fucking pints and he's ended up fucking sneaking around Parfit's ass while Parfit's out with the fucking boys playing snooker. Yeah. But no, that, that weren't, what it, weren't what it was. He's He's got the old rag blues because it sounds like he wants to know what this bird's doing with her jeans when she's finished with them. Never had him down as a like seat sniffer, did you, no, Rossi? He, he, he was double denim. He, he he wanted every bit of denim he could get his hands on. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. He, ain't, he ain't sniffing them. No, he didn't need to sniff anything, mate. No. The only thing he'd sniff is his fingers. His fingers afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did someone say about... He'd have his thumbs in his pockets and his fingers were always outside because he knew yeah, if it was just a matter his, of time. If Well, also, if you put them in his pockets, them jeans would need a wash. Yeah. Did a... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think, was it last month we was talking about Parfit laying log in the Band-Aid bogs? Because yeah. someone said on the on the video of Band-Aid, someone messaged, didn't they? I can't, I can't fucking remember. I've had too much to drink, I think. But um, someone said there's a scene in the Band-Aid video where Parfit and Rossi are laughing together yeah. and do like a... A gesture or something. He does if, a little gesture. Yeah. Like, he's he's kind of... Uh, Rossi kind of does a little gesture, like he's, he's, he's uh, acting out the shape of a woman with his hands. Oh, right, because I think someone suggested it was he was gesturing how long his turb was that he'd left Exactly in that. It must have been that. Yeah. It must have been that. This is like a true crime podcast, mate. It is, isn't it? Solving things. Uh, Modern Love by Bowie uh, jumps into the top ten. Oh, did it? Yeah. Like, it's a good one, isn't it? I've I've got the week before you, so <clears throat> yeah, it is good, isn't it? Modern love, yeah, energy, yeah. If, if you had to choose, eighties uh, Bowie or seventies Bowie, seventies uh, by a mile. Yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? I mean, modern love's great. Less dance is great. Absolute beginners is great. China girls, all right. Uh, but yeah, a bit racist nowadays, isn't it? You know, Ashes to, oh, Ashes to Ashes was eighties, wasn't it? Yeah. Ashes to Ashes is fucking fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he's just got loads of great songs. Yeah. Like, uh, Modern Love. In the 80s, what was Modern Love? Was fingering modern? Yeah, no one fingered in the 70s, did they? No. I, I'm just thinking School Playground, things that I thought was modern, Bombay Roll, <laughs> Pearl <laughs> Necklace. Yeah. Soggy biscuit. They were the kind of they were the three things in the eighties that were like, I think, sort of front runners, pioneering. Like the the the, the, the sexual movement was progressing at pace. Starting ladies starting to trim their bifters. There was a lot of that. That was modern love. Yeah, yeah. But can you remember hearing about things like Bombay? Was it always approached to you like, do you know what a Bombay Row is? Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like and never knowing. Do people still do Bombay rolls? Is it just called a, a, a titty fuck now? Or like... Titwank, isn't it? Titwank, yeah. 
But yeah, like, no, I, I mean, everything's getting quicker and, and changing it. The attention spans are getting shorter. Bombay rolls off the menu, isn't it? It is off the menu. Like, I think nowadays people ain't got time to fucking spend like three minutes just ramming three digits in a front bum. It's just like, I ain't got time, mate. Like, I'm going straight in. It's TikTok, but, uh, but, mate. I blame TikTok. Yeah. So why are they whipping it out then? What do you mean? Whipping it out. Like, everyone whips it out for the money shot, haven't they? Because I, I did that song, didn't I? Nobody spunks up a cunt anymore. I don't know, mate. It's, it's like... What's that all about? It's, thing, it's conversations like this that make me just feel a bit old. Like, because I'm not being funny. It's like... There's no greater gift, is there, than releasing inside a woman. Do you know on what, holiday. Mate? Every these youngsters, anyone that's listening to this podcast that that's just whipping it out and going off over a set of tits, mate. Do you know what? Or a Jaxie. Go and Google Fripp's privilege, right? Yeah. Go off in it or up it, not over it, in it or up it. Got anything else for music, mate? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shall we uh, do TV? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Have you got anything? No, I, I went on to events and, and got lost down a rabbit hole, and, and so I got nothing. So What, 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 what rabbit hole? I'm, I'm intrigued. I don't know, shouldn't we? I feel like we should maybe finish on the rabbit hole went down. Do we normally do TV before events? We've got TV. Uh, Why am I explaining to you three years in how it rolls? Because by this point, I'm always pissed and have no... Oh, what you put in? Some little cheese biscuits. biscuits. I'm just going to suck a prawn, what's it? Oh, you got the last one? No, it's two in there. All right. Go on, have that No, go on, you're right. I've had about 300. Um, So... Uh, do TV. We do TV. Uh, right. Okay. Let's have a little look. What have I got for TV? Uh, right. TV on ITV. Chas and Dave's knees up. Chas and Dave's knees up. Yeah. Saturday night TV. Like I presume it was a one-off. How good's that? That's brilliant, isn't it? So. How do you think that plays out? Like, it, I'm, I'm imagining it's it, it's set in like a, a studio, looking like a pub. Yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? Like, uh, Odgie's is is at the, at the old Joanna. Like, Arthur Mallard's in the corner, dressed as a pearly king. Yeah, Beryl Reed's there. Um, I don't know. Were women invited? Yeah, they yeah, were. As lo- yeah, as long as they kept it buttoned. 
と About this is like just the kind of the the, the the different ends of the spectrum, right? So you look at the charts and you got Boy George at number one, yeah. You know, and they're they're they're, they're at number one and they're on the pops on on Saturday night, and there he is, you know, doing his thing all over the newspapers. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? And like, you know, there's this big progression. You know, in the way that people see their pop stars and, and, and gender. And then Saturday night, let's roll it back with a couple of geezers with beards. Yeah. Like drinking fucking pints and, and just talking about ain't no pleasing you. They weren't, they weren't 80s though, were they, Chaz and Dave? They were, they were like left over from the 70s, weren't they? When, when, would, when would Rabbit and Gertrude have been? Would they have been the kind of turn of... I reckon it was right on the turn. Like yeah. because I remember like every family party I went to, that kind of Chaz and Dave album that was like the sort of animated cover, like the best of Chaz and Dave or whatever, <laughs> that would get played <clears throat> every fucking party yeah. and everyone would be singing Rabbit and Gertrude and like But but the- I definitely think like Rabbit Rabbit and Gertrude and the sideboard song yeah. be- belong in the seventies, even if they were in the and and ain't no pleasing you. Mm. I know they were in the eighties, but they're like they're the hangover from the seventies, aren't they? Because they're kind of looking back at a nostalgia. And like, Chaz never gelled his head back and played a synth. No, exactly. Like and and, and sort of he shape, wouldn't entertain that. No, God no. No. No, if he turned up for a gig and there weren't a proper Joanna there. Yeah. Like someone had just plugged in some electric fucking yeah, some Ponce Nightliners fucking yeah. giving him a fucking Roland, it'd be like mate no no just fucking he'd turn it up wouldn't yeah, he wouldn't, wouldn't entertain it wouldn't entertain it so i'm just thinking how do you think Chaz and dave would react if like in the middle of their knees up right they're like fucking yeah. like and they're, they're going for it right everyone's there fucking having a right old fucking jolly proper yeah. east end fucking knees up that's in, a good night it's a great night right it's not necessarily representative of the time He's a very representative of maybe former generations that are all having a great time, right? Yeah, just, they're just having a good night. No, they're having a great night. And like, but then in walks David Sylvian and Nick Rhodes. Yeah, the music just stops, doesn't it? What? You, you made me play a wrong note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all goes quiet, doesn't it? I reckon the, the saloon the, doors what, 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 are just going. What do you reckon Rhodes says? Do you reckon Rhodes to say something like uh, along the lines of like? I don't think he get a word out of his mouth before Ogies is up. And you reckon? Yeah. Rhodes is just laying on the floor. He's got two teeth missing. Yeah. And he says, "What did you do that for?" Yeah. Sylvian's putting like took his glasses off and put them in his pocket because he don't want to get them broke. Yeah. And he's like, I like to think he went in there with an agenda, but he's backpedalling quickly, and uh, and he, he he's dragging Rhodes out by his feet. Just yeah. apologising. Yeah. Sorry about my music as well. Yeah, sort of sorry about the way the 80s have gone. Yeah. I like that snooker loopy one, mate. <laughs> Haven't released that yet, but... <laughs> uh, what else was on? Uh, TJ Hooker. Um, I remember really liking that when it dropped. 
Shatner. How old was Shatner at this point? 86. Blimey. I know, I know. Is he deceased? Shatner. I've got a feeling he isn't. He's got to be knocking on, hasn't he? Let's have a look. If he was 86 <coughs> in, 82, in 83... He's 126 now. <laughs> All right, let's have a look. Uh, Nimoy's gone, isn't he? Oh, let's have a little look. Right, okay. Uh, I always got a bit confused between Leonard Cohen and Leonard Nimoy. Which Leonard Nimoy? Why have you just said Leonard? Because that's how he pronounced it. No, it wasn't. Uh, William. Leonard Nimoy. Shatner. Uh, he's 92, Shatner. Fucking hell. Knowing you say things on a podcast and we've had fucking previous. Yeah. Mm. Can we be the first to offer our condolences to the Shatner family and all fans of Star Trek and TJ Hooker? Captain's log. <laughs> <laughs> uh, blankety blank uh, was was on. Uh, who, who was hosting blankety Wogan. blank? Wogan. Wogan hosts the comedy quiz game Everyone Can Play at Home, in which contestants attempt to match their blanks with six guest stars. Windsor Davis, Sandra Dickinson, Kenny Everett, Larry Grayson, Beryl Reed, and an Annika Rice. What a lineup! Didn't even know Annika Rice was a thing in 83. No, nor did I. Hmm. Um, Never really fancied Annika Rice. No. no, a bit posh. Yeah. I fancied Sandra Dickinson. Four. Yeah, that's who I gave the four for. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad it weren't Beryl Reed. Uh, was Beryl Reed on it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Beryl Reed must have had a dusty old cunt by this point. <laughs> Cobwebs. Uh, quick game of blankety blank. Windsor Davis. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> uh, what was his tagline? Don't know. Uh, it was always like, hey, you boy. Uh, um, oh, hang on, hang on. What was it he said? Say, boy. Look, mighty cute in jeans. Why don't you come here and fuck my ass? It was. His thing was like, lovely boy, lovely boy. Wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, quick game of uh, Blankety Blank. Hmm. Uh, right, so as uh, people that have never played or, or watched Blankety Blank before, it's a really simple uh, thing. I'll ask a question and, and i remove one word uh, with the word blank uh, and Cunt will have to um, let me know what that word is. Okay, the question is, you ready, Cunt? Yep. Soft Cells, Mark Allman famously had blank pints of spaff pumped from his stomach. Two. <laughs> Depending on what part of the country you're in. <laughs> Bang! Correct. <laughs> it's a short game. Uh, news? Yep. Uh, I ain't got loads for news. I'm going to pull up what I've got here. There was like a, a, um, a historic prison break. See, when I hear the word historic, I always think sex crime. No, no. Uh, it was a maze prison escape. Uh, 38 prisoners armed with six guns hijack a lorry and escape from uh, a Majesty's prison maze in County Antrim. Um, in the USA? No, in County Antrim. Uh, that's an island, mate. Oh, right. Like, um, yeah, the largest escape, uh, prison escape since World War Two and in British history. How many got out? Uh, 19 escapees are later apprehended. 
Uh, out so, of how many? Uh, 38. That ain't bad. So it's still 19 on the loose? Yeah. Yeah. Get in. Good on you, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you can fucking break out of prison, yeah. it don't matter what you've done, good on you, as long as it's not a rape or kids. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> good on you. <laughs> yeah. Grab yeah. another beer, will you? Yeah, come cool. Um... If you can, if you've got the wherewithal to escape from prison, because there's lots of people making sure that you don't escape from prison. So if you can plan a fucking escape from prison and execute it and get out, good on you, good on you, good luck to you. So where I want to go with this, it, me and you, right? We get banged up, right? What we got banged up for this podcast. Like, uh, one of the multiple people that you've accused of being a fucking nonce or whatever. Or Charles Brendrith. <laughs> or someone. One of the many people. Elton John or... One of the many people that you've, Cliff. um, like, um... Del Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Mike from Mike and the Mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> Genesis is legal team get in touch, uh, uh, and we get put away. We get put in Belmarsh, right? Oh, Belmarsh is quite rough, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course it is, mate. Like, <clears throat> like, how do, how do you see this playing out when we get locked up? And like, are we in a cell together? Yeah, like, and how are we getting out? <sighs> I, I think you're only held in Belmarsh, though, aren't you? You just held in Belmarsh for a, uh, for a short amount of time. All right, we get moved to Strange Ways. That's a good name for a prison, isn't it? <laughs> I don't want to find out the strange ways that happen in prison, do you? Well, we're, we're in it, mate. But the we're thing is, it. we're like, you know, we're we're both in our late forties now, aren't we? So the <laughs> what? Well, what, do, what do you think? We're just going to be there like the old geezer in fucking Shawshank that's got a pigeon. No, we like we like <laughs> <laughs> Like no one's gonna want our bums, are they? No, but I think like do you think they can do you reckon they'll look at us and think they're a couple of fucking big fellas? Do you reckon they can still mix it? Who do they think they are? Oh I don't want to be taken down a peg or two. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say about the Queen? <laughs> Uh, yeah, all right. We've got to get out. Yeah. Yeah. We've How are we getting get out. out? How are we getting out? Um, right. My toothbrush. Right. My plastic toothbrush. I've turned mine into a shank already. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah. I've whittled it against yeah. the bricks and I've got it into a shank. We're tooled up, right? Yeah, we're tooled up. Yeah. Both of us, we've just whittled the end of our toothbrush into shanks. Yeah. Um, so what we need to do is we're going out on exercise. Right. Walking around the yard. Yeah. Right. We've managed to buy a couple of people off because I've been, I've gone a few days without butter on my toast. <laughs> <laughs> so I've bought off a big fella. We've, yeah, we, I've bought off a big fella with blocked arteries. Yeah, um, he's yeah. So and and also like me smoke. I've, I've pretended I've, I've smoked and that. Yeah. So me smokes. You you palmed off your back knee on him. Yeah, I've palmed off palmed off my back knee uh, yeah. on on an. So we got two two big fucking lumps. Yeah. 
who are going to create a diversion. I've still had butter on my toast and I'm still smoking away, but I wank one of the other ones off, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you suck someone off, but you turned out to be a nonce, so it's no use. <laughs> someone else has used their shank on him. <laughs> So I'm feeling a little bit bad about myself right now. <laughs> so we're walking around the yard. We're walking around the yard. You with your greasy fingers wiping your mouth. Uh, I, just, I just want to go home, mate. Right, the two big fellas right. that we've paid, I've paid off with me butter and smokes. Right, they make a fuss. Right, right, they make a fuss. All the waters go over. All they think, on they, him. yeah, they think it's an off. Me and you, we start climbing. Climbing the fence. Right. Uh, the warders notice just as we're going over the top. Yeah. Like, your trousers get caught on the barbed wire. And I Whose trousers? Mine yawn, or yours? Yawn. Right. Right. I'm over. Right. I'm still at the top. Yeah. You're, you're like, you're trying to get your leg over, but your trousers have got caught on the barbed wire. So I'm like, Roy, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah, and, no worries. I'm coming. Like, I'm coming. But and what? you're like, but me cock's going to come out. <laughs> and I'm like... Look, look, just fucking don't worry me about it. My trousers on, my trousers and pants. Go, no, trousers and pants. <laughs> In fact, no, it was just your trousers, but you didn't have any pants on because you shit yourself about this escape last night and you had sure. to wipe your bum and your pants. You ran out of toilet paper. So, <laughs> Okay. I'm We're, stuck at the top. No, you ain't stuck because I've just dragged you down. You, your right. trousers are caught at the top, but your little fucking peanuts out. <laughs> So I've just got a stripey T-shirt on and nothing else. A stripey T-shirt, nothing on your bottom half. All right, I'll give you a hanky to hold over your modesty. Right, and we just fucking leg it. Dogs? We leg it, yeah. They set the dogs out. The whole fucking lot's coming after us. Castle pulls up in his Skoda. (laughs) (laughs) The back is full of wood and them three doors that he picked up from my... (laughs) From my sideway yesterday, so me and you have to hang on to the roof rack like like him when we were on the Canning Town flyover. <laughs> we jump on the roof. He pulls off at 20 miles an hour because he just can't just, get just it up clarify, to speed because his back's my, overladen. My cock and bollocks are both exposed. No, yeah, but you're trying to hold on with one hand, trying to hold the hold the sure. little hold the little flannel yeah. that I've given you over him. Your trousers are fine. Yeah, 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 yeah I'll go over all right. Yeah. So yeah, Castle pulls off. He hits the A12. The lights disappear into the distance. We're free. And me and you just kind of... Castle drops off in the lay by the A12. And we just make our way off. Uh, and we uh, we hole up in Clacton under the pier. Have still got any trousers at this point? No. Oh. <laughs> you nick a pair of Speedos from one of the shops. <laughs> <laughs> so we, 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 uh, we bed down for the night under the pier. Yeah. Uh, the, the sea comes in. It's so full of human shit we both die. Sport. Yep. But at least we got out. We had that last fucking hurrah, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, what have I got from sport? All oh, right. Um, so I pulled up this thing because I always struggle with finding stuff about sport, and I found this thing which is more focused on sort of Europe. Oh. Um, and there's lots of football and cycling, speed skating, figure skating. But what I did see uh, was, where is it, handball. And I just thought, there's a sport called handball. Cheating. Right. 
<laughs> you look so fucking sincere then. But for me, I just think if you was a commentator, like you'd have no voice. Handball! Yeah. Like you, you, you couldn't just go like uh, and handball. Like you, yeah. you can't, can you? No. Like as soon as someone, even a finger, gets anywhere near it. Yeah. Handball! Yeah. It's yeah. on the top of the arm. Handball! <laughs> So, it made me think about, like, just fucking ridiculous, like, like terms that people shout. Like, man on! Like, do, I mean, I don't play football. You still play football. Do people shout man on? Yeah. It's still a thing? Yeah. And one of the other things, like... I'll tell you what else people shout. Time! What's that mean? That means you've got time on the bowl. <laughs> As, who, who invented, and what does it mean? Like, obviously, I, mean, I know what it meant to us. Rush goalie. There was rush goalie. Yeah, and, that's, that's still a thing. And goalie when. Goalie. Goalie when needed. I can't remember what the difference was between rush goalie well, rush and goalie, goalie when. Well, rush goalie, you could come out and play a bit. Yeah. But goalie when was like anyone could be goalie. So if like one of us was like in, in the area, but they could be goalie. So was Rush goalie like a designated goalie? Yeah, that could sort of come out and play. We still have Rush goalie sometimes. Like if, if, you, if we have five aside yeah. and someone don't turn up, so like you end up with 5v4, the yeah. team with four can play with Rush goalie. But if you play with Rush goalie, you always just the like you have to have a shooting line because otherwise anyone can eat it from anywhere, can't so they? Shoot over your head and you're in. Yeah, yeah. Um, goalie when <laughs> it was that it was just short of goalie when, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm like, is headers and volleys still a thing? Like no men play headers and volleys, do they? Kids I don't know. play kids play headers and volleys. If you turned up at the sports centre. Or like the cage where you were going to play football, and someone suggested playing headers and volleys. Like you'd you'd make sure they had a DBS check that they weren't a nonce. <laughs> I remember thinking, like, if you was allowed to play, and, and what's weird was we probably would have been in charge of any games of football we played over the park. Like, if it was made that like it was goalie when I remember thinking, yes, this is going to be a really good mm. game because anyone could play in goal. Yeah. I think that was more because no one really wanted a going goal, did they? No, who wanted a going goal? Uh, Ian Neal. Paz. Yeah, but he just didn't want to walk anywhere, did he? And I say walk, he didn't, certainly didn't want to run, but he just didn't want to walk anywhere, did he? So people who wanted a going goal were either shit at football or lazy. I think so. How do people become goalkeepers? You then, can't then, just become just a goalkeeper it. from being shit at football. Shilton ain't shit at football or lazy, is he? He might be lazy. Do you think he's lazy? I don't know. Like, see what his missus says. She probably don't say a lot, does she? No, out of fear. She called him lazy. <laughs> Can you imagine? Come on, Peter, get up. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Uh, right, okay. A um, little bit of pat chat? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So last month we talked about a day in the life of uh, of, of Pat Roach and uh, and what happened on, on a normal working day. 
uh, on the scrapyard. Some of these people who are listening won't have heard this podcast before, and they'll be saying, who is Pat Roach? Pat Roach is, I would say, probably 80% pubic hair. Like, he's a man's man, isn't he? Yeah. Like, um... I, I, Pat, Pat Roach was um, uh, one of the, the he was the, probably the biggest bloke in um, a Friedison pet, uh, and he was a professional wrestler. Not only was he a professional wrestler, he had a scrapyard. Yeah, I mean, it don't get any more like he's hard, isn't he? He's just that, a, that he, thing. He's of... just a bloke. I'm mindful that as I'm saying that, I've got this in my hand. I've got <laughs> the big cock bottle opener in my hand. Um, but yeah, he was just a fucking geezer, wasn't he? Yeah, fella, fella, bloke. So last month we spoke about what what Pat got up to. Uh, just on a normal day, just a normal day. Yeah, just a normal day. Um, so today I want to talk about a little bit of Pat chat about he's he's put in some graft. He's yeah. been wrestling every Saturday. Uh, he's been in the scrapyard every day. Yeah. Uh, occasionally having to go and do a bit of like shooting for not shooting like that. You know, I'm, I'm, he was probably more than capable of that. Yeah. But I'm, he was shooting for a weed of some pet. Yeah. Ma- Monday to Friday's at the yard. Yeah. Uh, every now and then he gets that useless fucking lump to look after it. Yeah. While he's off doing our feeder zone pet. Yeah. He has he's to come mates, and pick up his mates, yeah, because he's, he's yeah. fucking useless. Cunt. He might as well have not took the time off. It takes nah. him twice as long to sort everything out after that fucking useless country <laughs> looking after the other a day. <laughs> fucking, he's a big lump, but he's fucking useless. Martin, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, and then Saturday, of course, he's on ITV Sport, isn't he? Like fronting up the fucking giant a stacks and bills to pay, mate, and the like, and Kendo Nagasaki. So after all of that, he says to Doreen. We're going away for we let's have a holiday, girl. Yeah. Uh, and have a week away. Where do you reckon he takes Mrs. Roach on holiday? Hastings. <laughs> <laughs> What's he like about Hastings, mate? Crazy golf. <laughs> the fella behind him though, he's really impatient, so yeah. Pat wraps his club round the fella's <laughs> fella's neck and has to go and get another one. <laughs> that fella won't be playing crazy golf for a while. <laughs> Eating through a tube. <laughs> Should have just waited. And the next old Pat was going to offer him to play through anyway. Patient cunt. I reckon by the third hole, Doreen was like, Patrick, just relax, mate. We're on holiday. Yeah. We're on holiday. He's had enough. He's not moving. No. And like, but I, I, I can just pick this fella, like Pat's picking up on the eye roll in the tutting. Yeah. And like, he, he's a bit embarrassed anyway, Pat, because the, the club he's been given from Crazy Go, it's way too small for him. Yeah. But uh, but it, 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 it suits him quite nicely with one out and sticking around someone's neck. Yeah. It's holiday season, so they only had the red ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, 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 yeah. He's almost bent double, isn't he? He's like fucking playing for a child's club. He's a bit inf- <laughs> embarrassed about it, a bit self-conscious, and that geezer's fucking tutting, <laughs> eye-rolling and staring. He's made Pat miss an easy putt. Yeah. Part, a par three's turned into a five, and Pat don't like that, does he? <laughs> Why would he? <laughs> 
These fellas trying to explain to the fireman cutting a club off of his neck <laughs> when it all might have gone wrong. <clears throat> um, it's nice that he takes Doreen away. Yeah. I like that. Um, where would he stay, do you think, when he went on holiday? B&B. Oh, really? Yeah. He ain't about a caravan. Nah, no. Doreen needs a break from making his full English. Right. <laughs> so, like, they, they, oh, right. So, he, <laughs> he needs to know the word breakfast has to be in his accommodation. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you think he deals with the fact that um, the person comes over and says, uh, would you be interested in a continental breakfast, uh, Pat? No, he he would go somewhere where he knows that he wouldn't get asked that question. Yeah, he don't want none of that, yeah. that modern stuff, does no, he? go abroad if you wanted a continental breakfast. Yeah. 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 Hastings, fry up. Yeah, fry up. Hastings, yeah. fry up. Crazy golf. Do you think he's the sort of fella that likes a sunbed? No. No? He wouldn't be seen dead on a sunbed. Right. Okay. Okay. He would never put on any kind of sunblock or or, or, or cream. Really? Yeah. Blokes don't fucking put cream on, do they? No, not at all. Um, he saw a fella putting cream on and he pointed and laughed at him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's ginger as well, so he goes bright red. But he'd rather go bright red and put any cream on and look like a fucking bird. When he strips off at night, you can see that that leotard is white and the rest of him's red. In the 80s, <clears throat> everyone had a dinghy and you buy one of them little foot pumps, it would just blow it up, right? Yeah, 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 three puffs and that's up. You know, <laughs> fucking foot pump. <laughs> it's Mark Armand and Jimmy Somerville puffing away at their one. Guess it here. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, evening time, a little bit of evening entertainment in the clubhouse, like. He's in a B and B, so they uh they'll they'll go out, yep. go out to a boozer. Yeah. A little bit of cabaret. Is yeah. he into it? Um He likes uh cover versions. Right. Uh rock music. Yep. Uh <laughs> <laughs> he, what he don't want, his worst nightmare, is right. a singer with highlights. I understand. Or eyeliner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, all of a sudden they, they bring out like um, Lowestoft's like finest comedians come down to Hastings for the night. Uh, Keith Starburst, out he comes. Bit of fucking eyelights, bit of eyeliner. Pain he, ain't in his co- he ain't in his comfort zone. I understand that, He's right? feeling awkward. He's shifting awkwardly in his seat. He's he, he's still just he's having his pint he's having a, he's, he's got a handful of peanuts he's he's eating them but then this fellow ain't just a singer it's a bit of cabaret act as well 
uh, brings out a little, uh, uh, one of them kind of little things, uh, the uh, ventriloquist dummy, up you come, uh, someone from the audience, uh, big fella, you over there, up he gets, pulls Pat up, how's Pat deal with that? He don't like it. What don't you like, Pat? Mommy holiday. <laughs> Cheer up, you big bastard. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Pat's gone up with an handful of peanuts. <laughs> Slings the peanuts at him. The geezer's fucking holding his eyes. Doreen's putting her coat on. Doreen's putting her coat on. <laughs> Keith Starburst leaving through a window. there in a pile of broken glass. <clears throat> he never lasts a week, does he? No, but I had a nice few days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't talk a lot in the motor on the way home, do they? Just sitting in the container, dying, don't say anything. Nah. It's happened before. It'll happen again. He needs to get back to the yard anyway. Martin's <laughs> made a right mess of things, hasn't he? <laughs> And Alan Kirby ain't going to wrestle himself. <laughs> See you in October. No, hold on. We can't go yet. Can't we? What you got? You ain't done events. Ain't I? Nah. Was that not news? <laughs> oh, fuck you. Know. <laughs> Starburst through a window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Right. We right. ain't got round to your rabbit hole. You've been teasing this for about fucking six years. Right. <clears throat> events. All right. I went to events and this was the first one that popped up and this is the reason I've done no research for this month's podcast. Right. Miss America, 1984. Right. This happened in September 83. Miss America 84. The 57th Miss America pageant was held at the Ballbalk Hall in Atlantic City, New Jersey on September the 17th, 1983 on NBC Network. Right. Deborah Maffitt, Miss California 1982, crowned her successor, Miss New York 1983, Vanessa Williams. The singer. Yeah, at the end of the nationally televised event. In July 1984, Williams was forced to resign over the unauthorised publication of nude photographs and was succeeded by the first runner-up, Miss New Jersey, Suzette Charles, who served as Miss America until September the 20th, 1984. Why did you go down the rabbit hole? I'll come round and show you. Shift your beers. I'm now intrigued. Right. Okay, so Vanessa Williams, uh, she, she's been pulled away from this because she's had a biff throughout, right? Who's, is that Vanessa Williams? Yeah. She's actually got a beaver out as well. I've no idea about this. Sometimes the snow comes down in June. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> wow. That's really rude, isn't it? Yeah. 
That's literally some bird licking out a nun. <laughs> Fucking hell. Just when you thought the chance had passed. Yes, somebody you know Ross. <laughs> That's quite some rabbit hole, wasn't it? Oh, and an arsehole. Fucking hell. See you in October. <laughs> Can you send me that for the artwork? Remembering when we were young in the 80s. 